0: The following is rated S for spoilers. But I know one thing. (laughs) Wherever we go, this family is our fortress. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover My name is Alex My name is Graham And today we are going to be discussing Avatar The Way of Water Directed by James Cameron Written by James Cameron, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver More on that later Starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang Among others We'll also talk about that later uh, Releasing December 16th of 2022 With an estimated budget That's now looking at more like $450 million Or as James Cameron would say Very ducking expensive And opening weekend uh, domestically of 134.1 million dollars, worldwide gross of 441.7 million dollars. That was a lot of information. there. Dang, I was gonna say. <laughs> if <feel laughs> like I should be crazy. a rapper or something, just just go say that going, as go, quickly go, go. as yeah. I came before the music stops. <laughs> Graham, how how you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. This Ramp, is gonna be wrapping up the holiday season. Yeah, just yeah. One week left of 2022, which is crazy. We're gonna celebrate that here in about 20 30 yeah. minutes. It's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a yeah. good one. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Uh, I don't know who should go first on this one, uh, but we'll keep up the trend, Graham. What were your thoughts on Avatar 2? Listen, mine's gonna be pretty quick. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, full disclaimer: I never saw the first movie. Never cared. Never tried. Never even wanted to.
0: And I will. I will. I will admit. Okay. I did tell you to not to go in blind to this yeah, movie. Yeah. For for research purposes. Yes. I'm now realizing that was a mistake. Well,
1: I don't think it's anything necessarily on my part. Well, oh, part of it, part of it. Here's the thing: this movie, absolute trash in my opinion. It looked beautiful, <laughs> sounded beautiful. I'll give it that. The story, absolute dog water. Um, I literally couldn't. I, I didn't understand what was going on at all. Honestly, uh-huh. um, even in like the first like beginning portion, when I show, which I figured like would give me a little bit of insight, um, it really didn't. Um, and I feel like that's where like a lot of things in the first movie. Ended up kind of bleeding over, which would make sense because this is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of it I just didn't pick up on. Really, I just could not get into it. And about probably a little after like an hour into it, I did fall asleep. Um, I took a uh-huh. fat nap, so definitely not. At what, what point I,
0: did you wake up?
1: Honestly, I, I feel like it was further than an hour in because it was like at the end. I was like, I like woke up at the end,
0: like as the movie was ending. Yeah. That's sad. I don't remember like interesting. Yeah. I mean, it gets real. It gets real. Like the last hours gets real crazy and loud and explosions and guns and stuff. So I'm surprised like none of that woke you up. All I right. don't know, man. Yeah. I
1: What you the thing. I before I saw this movie, I did not care to see this movie. I had no, yeah, no, no care in the world to see uh-huh. it. I did not care to do. You I said that James Cameron is like the worst director of all time. I, I don't think I said those words. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't like how cocky he is with these movies. Like he did one avatar and like I did, I did give him credit. He's got some classics, great director.
0: Grim. but hey, Grim, when you make the number one highest grossing movie of all time, I think you get a little bit of bragging rights. No. And that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> but like, the he amount- has to do it again. So he has to say exactly
1: all he of has these really great to. things. And then I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he's a little uh-huh. too cocky with uh, the four movies he's apparently already running and planned and all this jazz.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. This is not I, my favorite fan- I, franchise. I personally don't <laughs> understand how you could fall asleep in a movie theater. Like if something's <laughs> playing, just in general, yeah, I can't fall asleep. Did I you know to pay attention to when um, End of the Spider Verse came out? Uh huh.
1: I saw it three different times in the theater. Uh huh. I fell asleep every single time. That is, I don't know how, I don't know what was going on in life. I don't know why I was so tired. I love that movie. That's one of my uh-huh. favorite movies. Dude, every time I went to the theater, there's something about the chairs. We have like just a nice little local theater. It's nothing fancy, but dude, I could I could sleep for days in those chairs.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to hard disagree with you on that one. <laughs> um, I will, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of credit because, uh, so I went and saw this at Alamo Drafthouse, because I really wanted to order a drink while I watched this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I figured that I was going to need it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Alamo, the first three minutes, they have all this pre-show stuff, and they showed a really old interview clip of James Cameron where he was talking about sequels because, you know, he did Terminator and then Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. Some people say is even better than the first one. And so he was talking about sequels, and he said, "My, what I... I know that I've succeeded in making a good sequel. If you can go in not knowing anything about the original, the first one, and you can watch the sequel and understand what's going on and appreciate it for its own individual thing. And so I kind of wanted to test James Cameron and see was way of water, a good sequel. Um, on when you. when you told me that too, like that, that was the reason I went
1: in like open-minded. I was like mm-hmm. legitimately giving this movie a shot. I couldn't. And I,
0: I should have known that that wasn't going to work. <laughs> I because sh- I mean part of the problem with the first movie is it's entirely just world building and setting up this massive thing and all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on and so this which allows this one to actually do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were kind of destined to fail. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to love the movie. Which, and Didn't the expect thing. you to fall asleep. If I watched the first one,
1: like honestly, the amount of action and like I mean, this you can even agree the story is not like the greatest thing about this movie.
0: The, the story was not was not the the primary yeah, objective of making these
1: movies. But I do feel like if I did watch the first one, if I just had a better understanding, and honestly just had like some interest in the world mm-hmm. and like what was going on, then I yeah I feel like I would honestly
0: yeah because like there there is not any really going back and explaining what happened mm-hmm. other than really fast one-liners oh this is the spot where i died and then they keep going and mm-hmm. stuff like that there's no mm-hmm. there there really was absolutely no way if you didn't watch the first one and know what was going on right. to come into this and because it moves so fast and immediately kind of picks up hmm I mean, there's I did like so how, lots of how fast-paced it was, honestly. I mean, normally, I don't like that because I feel like mm-hmm. the movie's just blazing
1: through. But also, when I go into a movie, expecting, like, three, three and a half hours-ish, like, I was like, yikes, this is, like, an all-day thing. But,
0: yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I love, watch, like, checking my watch during mm-hmm. movies, and I notice, like, whenever they, I mean, you have this whole prologue, right? So you mm-hmm. have this whole intro of, like, okay, here's what's been going on the last 15, 16 years, whatever it's mm-hmm. been. Um, and then they go do, like, all of the new, av- like, the earth people come and the new avatars are there and then they do like the raid and then oh, the kids get captured and then they go save the kids and then mm-hmm. they decide to leave. Like all of that happens in 20 minutes. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff going on yeah, and it all happened really, really fast. And yeah. it, it, I was f- f- very engaged that entire 20 mm-hmm. minutes as it seems you were. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, once I want to say went over to the new tribe, things slowed down drastically. And I think that's, that was its biggest flaw was it did st- it, it started off sprinting yeah and it went to a crawl because then we had to go and start re- world building all over mm-hmm. again um so i'm not surprised you fellas not entirely surprised you fell asleep i can yeah. understand why it happened yeah um i did enjoy the movie as a whole mm-hmm. um was it amazing no i'm gonna <laughs> ask you because you've seen both of them was yeah. this what did this even uh, like up to par with the first one or is the first one like still way better like, I mean, I, I think the first one walks so this one could run. Uh, the first oh, one was okay. fine. Um, but, yeah, there's just more you could do with kind of having all of the things established. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to spend five minutes explaining how, like, the hair has antenna that you plug in to connect to other things. Yeah, when
1: I saw them do that with the baby in the beginning, I was like, what in the heck? And I, I didn't know what that was. I yeah. didn't know what any of that was.
0: Yeah. Wow. So... I, yeah. I do think this one was probably <laughs> better than the first one. Also, just visually, I mean, that's... This has way more to, that they can that's use. That's the thing yeah. with this movie. This was a massive technical achievement. And, I mean, it had tons of delays that I Definitely. don't really understand. Because um, they filmed this five years ago and production wrapped on it four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that And now that it's releasing, this is a massive technical achievement. So I'm excited to see... What he's been working on the last four or five years before he's releasing this one, so he mm-hmm. can see if he can start the third one. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see like what new stuff they do. I love watching all like the the featurettes and the BTS of this because there's just, I don't know it's, as a filmmaker, there's a lot of really cool technology going on here. Oh yeah, um, which is really exciting, and that's definitely the draw and the appeal mm-hmm. of both of these movies. The problem is, I don't think that this is going to have. The Legs, the first one did, because we've already kind of, I don't know, there's not that much of an experience change. It's mm-hmm. very minor, it's a minor achievement, but it's still a big achievement, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, definitely. Um, definitely.
1: I, I do wish I saw this in like an IMAX or like just like a larger setting. Yeah. But I am also glad I went to the theater. I was looking, going to find this movie online. I did not care to pay for a ticket. So I was like, I'll just find it online. Uh uh-huh. Even though we don't do that, it's illegal. But that is illegal. Um, no, I am glad. I don't would, promote I am that on glad podcast. No, no, yeah, don't do that. If you do that, you, like, the FBI is going to knock on your door, bro. Um, I'll knock on your door. Oh, shoot. Yeah. He's worse than the FBI, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, i was say this is definitely, and that's one big thing, too. You were, like, the main thing is you're not paying for, like, a movie necessarily. And even in, with the first movie, like, the reason it did so good is because you're paying for the experience. Mm-hmm. And that that is actually, that's a big, yeah, big plus with this movie.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I've seen... You know, you see a lot of people online who are saying this is the greatest thing. I've like, this is the most beautiful thing i ever seen. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. And I think the reason for that is entirely based on where you watch it. Um, you have to watch this on the biggest screen with the best sound and in 3D to get the intent. That did you watch James this in Kimmer- 3D? I did not. Okay, okay. I don't think I've seen a 3D movie since the first Avatar. <laughs> To be honest. I'm trying to think of when the last movie I saw in 3D was. Yeah. Nobody, nobody
1: sees 3D anymore. Um, I'm always shocked to see a 3D option, like still in some theaters. I'm like, really? That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So again, like 3D isn't, that was a really cool gimmick Mm -hmm. for a little bit because of the first avatar. Everyone kind of, no one really cared about anymore. So now trying to resell that exact same experience, Mm -hmm. um, I think is going to be a little difficult. The Avatar re-release didn't do amazing yeah. uh, in, in three, mostly in three D. So I don't think it's going to have the legs to make one point, uh, about one point six billion. I think is what they're looking at. that He needs Shoot. to make uh, to be able to do a third uh, movie. Um, which man, I do really hope that they do get to do a third movie because um, they're doing some. They basically have a writers room for this series. Um, it's really strange. Uh, so I was talking about the, the, the writers earlier. Mm-hmm. I only included those who worked on the screenplay for Avatar 2. Because um, essentially what James Cameron did was he got a group of four people. They sat in a room, and they went beat by beat on a whiteboard and set. The, just said, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen for all four movies. Um, and then afterwards distributed each movie to a different person to actually write the screenplay for. Um, Whoa. Which is a pretty normal thing to do for in a TV setting, but to do that Uh, for movies is very big movies is very strange. It's a little different and I'm just curious how it'll work, how consistent it'll be uh, throughout. So I, I hope that he does get to make the next couple, even if it's not quite, up to par uh, or at least we get to see the script so that I don't know. I'm just curious as yeah. to how that would work. Hmm. Well, um, I mean, I feel like he's, even though
1: it would be written by others, he's going to have a very heavy input. Yeah. Still yeah, he, yeah he's still, it's still going to be his
0: movie. Like exactly. Yeah. But. Um, the only thing I saw we get back to was, uh, the stars. Uh, there's a lot of different starring roles in this movie. Uh, the four that I included are all from the original, uh, the reason being is those are the only characters' names who I could remember uh, because I watched the first one of about a week before <laughs> I saw the second one with captions. Um, nice. If I hadn't done that, I think the only two characters' names that I would remember are Sam and Jake. Is there even a Jake? Yeah. Not, not, not a Sam. Sam That's, Worthington yeah. plays a character yeah. of Jake. I can't even remember the main character's name. <laughs> I could remember Jake and then and Tuke, then who was like the little toddler girl. Yeah, yeah. Which is ironic because I think my favorite line in the entire movie is when Took goes, why do I keep getting tied up? Because her only role in the entire movie is to get captured (laughs) Captured and and then to be saved. And it happens like 10 different times. That's not a, that's not a good thing. Um, And I mean, part of it is they all just have really whack names. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Nateri is kind of, and that's an okay name to remember. Uh but even yeah, like spider spider okay, I do remember spider that that is true he was spider was yeah. a cool character I really liked what they did with him and I liked the the guy who played him mm-hmm. um but even Stephen Lang's character is from Earth and his name's like Qu- Quartitch or something yeah this is the most whack name ever and he's supposed <laughs> to be some American general just call him S- Smith or something yeah I don't know yeah why does everybody in this name up you could literally you have, have, to have any, a complicated any name. Any yeah. name yeah yeah <laughs> um. Overall, of the performances that you saw, were there any st- any f- interesting performances yeah. that, you, that you saw? I mean, honestly,
1: like, nothing... No one particularly stood out, because mm-hmm. I honestly, like... You know, I was able to pick up that, like, Jake was the main character. The kids were, like, a big part of the movie, like, as I'm kind of watching in the beginning. But I didn't know, like, who to focus on. Like, is someone about to get picked mm-hmm. off? Were they close to dying in the first one? I had no idea. So, I would say, no one, like... In particular stood out I thought honestly everyone that played the, like the kids were great honestly mm-hmm. which I was yeah I was like more surprised that they had as big of a part I don't know I just feel like a lot of kids don't have like major roles in movies sure. but for this it it made sense because they mm-hmm. got kidnapped and saved a couple times but a lot of times a lot so that of was times, was
0: basically the entire plot of the movie was they kept getting kidnapped and so I just missed a few other eat. kidnappings when I thought here's the thing you watch the first act you basically watch the entire movie Dang! It was just kind of the same thing over and over and over again um, with some environment stuff in the middle, which we'll get to. Dope, uh, dope. I will give a shout out to uh, Jack Champion, whose name I just looked up. He did play Spider mm-hmm. uh, for being the only like non-CG character in yeah. a majority of scenes uh, that I mean he was acting alongside actual actors. Mm-hmm. That's how they filmed this movie. Um, but, you know, that's he has to look like six feet above their heads because these avatars, these Navi right. are supposed to be nine feet tall, um, which yeah. is another thing that I don't think they really emphasize very well in this one. Um, in the first one, there's, there's one scene in particular where they shoot an arrow. and Because when you're watching it, they're just shooting a bow and arrow and it's mm-hmm. whatever. But they shoot an arrow into a ship and you see this massive shaft and you realize, oh yeah, like these guys are nine feet tall. So an arrow so that looks average to be... them is going to be massive yeah. to a normal human being. Um, it's not something that, Dang. which is why they can penetrate ships. I things.
1: didn't even know that there was uh, a size height difference. Like I remember when he was like, yeah, your avatars now, like you have the abilities of strength, the size, things like that. And I was like, okay, Cool. And then they walk up to the lady in the exosuit thing, and I was like, holy crap. I was like, they have a real <laughs> big height difference. I was like, that is crazy. I uh-huh. just thought they were just blue people. I just thought they were like same size. But no. Yeah, they they're, are not. they're nine feet tall. That
0: is crazy ish. Um, ish. <laughs> yeah, so I will give Jack Champion a shout out. One, it, I understand why he made the decision, but Sigourney Weaver playing, uh, I guess her name is Kiri, um, the 14 year old girl who was connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yue, I think, is, like, the goddess's name. Um, As I'm watching it, I was like, is Sigourney Weaver playing a 14-year-old girl right now? (laughs) Um, And it's supposed to be, you know, the daughter of Sigourney Weaver's character from the first movie, so Mm. it makes sense why Sigourney Weaver was playing her. But also, I just couldn't help but hear actual Sigourney Weaver's voice and picture actual Sigourney Weaver's face. As I'm watching this 14-year-old girl she do... in anything I would have seen? For, she's in a lot of things that know. you probably would have seen. I cannot put She's anything. in a lot of sci-fi movies. Uh, she's really famous for Alien. Um, yeah. That's, I would say, is probably her biggest okay. known film. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver did a fantastic job. Despite that, uh, Zoe Saldana, I wish we got more of. Uh, man, can that girl just, like, break down and cry. Yeah. And I know you didn't see it, but at the end, uh, when... Her oldest son dies and she just ooh, snaps. That was the most, cr- ooh, that was the greatest thing in the Spoilers,
1: world.
0: Spoilers, man. I'm just, just kidding. I had it, a <laughs> there's a spoiler warning at the beginning of the, of the podcast. No, no I'm no. No, I don't. not sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, when she just snaps and then just goes absolutely ballistic on everybody. Uh, Brendan, who's been on the show, is sitting next to me. And there were still times where like we would just look at each other in pure shock. I mean, Dang. she like shoots a guy. She no. She just uses an arrow, stabs the guy in the chest, and then takes the shaft of it and just puts it back into her string. And like as she's pulling it out of the guy, she's load. She's like pulling the bow back at the same time, and then shoots it again point blank. And the arrow goes through his chest and then hits another guy behind him. It was the most bro, just like brutal, should have been gory thing I've ever That's seen. Crazy, yeah. She went off It's uh, fantastic. Sam Worthington also does not do a whole lot of movies. Uh, I saw he did a joke in an interview where they were like, yeah, like you've been in 10 movies since the first one. He's like, I think only one of them's come out, and it was this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a little bit on acting. Let's kind of get to the bigger narrative around this film, and that is can it become one of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time? Because that's what James Cameron needs this movie to do if he wants to finish this story. um, I kind of said up front, I don't think it's going to have those legs. Um, It's basically made its budget back uh, Mm -hmm. in the worldwide gross. Uh, Also, these numbers are, uh, and that's in its opening weekend as well. So it's going to do better as time goes on. Uh, And it probably will have some legs.
1: I think, honestly, kind of like you said, like the first movie walked so this could run even if this movie, if people are like, and eh, this isn't as great, this isn't like the first one. Mm-hmm. If people aren't even like a fan of this one as much, I still think it'll make its money back. But then I think if people are weary about this one, not doing as good or not being like, they still went and see, mm-hmm. saw it. Right. So they paid the ticket. They already made the money. And then if they put that money towards the third one, I feel like some people are going to be iffy on whether or not that third one will hold up. Some people might go because sure. they're gonna be interested. Like, obviously like, I feel like anyone that saw the first one and gave it the hype it had in the beginning, they're gonna go back and see this movie, potentially. Because,
0: but I mean, it has been so. Wh- so how long has it been? Eight years, ten years. Um, the first one came out in two thousand nine. So it has been thirteen years. So thirteen years. Shoot. Okay. Um, here, wow. here's the thing. When I said that, like, I should have been more specific. The story for the first one walked. So the story Mm -hmm. in this one could run. But when it comes to the technology and the experience, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the other one ran, and I feel like this one is going to be at a slow walk. Because, like I said, the story doesn't get in the way of the technical achievements and the Mm -hmm. beauty of the film. Um, But it's not a drawing Mm -hmm. point. I'm not going to go watch this movie because I want... See, I want the story because it's just the same thing over and over again for three hours. The middle is incredibly dull and boring and slow. Um, You know, the front and back ends are very exciting and whatever. uh, But the middle is just, I just cut it all out. I don't care. Um, So I, what has come down, what people don't realize um, is that this, these movies are entirely built around the experience of seeing it. Um, and the technical achievements that are being made to create this movie. Um, It doesn't have, it's not supposed to be some grand story that you're supposed to be super invested in. Um, Obviously, some people are. There's a weird fact that I do not believe that there was a study and there was like a significant concern because a ton of people were saying that like they wanted to commit suicide because they wanted to live in Pandora and they knew that they couldn't. And that's part of the reason why Disney created the Pandora section of Animal Kingdom was because these people were just so enthralled with the world. Um, and again, like that's due mo- mostly to the technical achievements of, of the film and like just and seeing it in 3D and IMAX with that sound. That's really crazy. And that's a really cool thing that James Cameron was able to achieve and to evoke that kind of response. But I don't know if he can do that again. Um, and again, this one. Yeah. And several more times. Uh, Which I feel like,
1: like for having a story that is not like the main thing. Cause like, like I get back in 2009, like, yeah, the achievements that they made, the movie that they made was like groundbreaking. It was like the biggest thing anyone's ever seen. But like now everyone has a technology. Now all these movies are doing, not necessarily this level. I will say this this yeah, movie it's not, did, it's not, to, it's this not level. to this
0: level, but like, no one's really going out of the way because, to find that experience. And, and here, here's the best comparison I can make. So in 2009, you have Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2008, you also have The Incredible Hulk coming out. That's an MCU film. Who? Um, Who? They attempted. MCU. They. <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> they attempted to make the Hulk in that movie look like Edward Norton's face when he turned mm-hmm. into the Hulk. Mm-hmm. You cannot see Edward Norton no. in the Hulk's face when you look at yeah. him. Yeah. When you look at any Avatar, you can see Sam Worthington and Sigourney Weaver right. and Zoe Saldana, and it looks like they're just painted blue through right all of right. it. Yeah, it looks like they're painted blue with like some enhanced, like it was just like right. stretched out faces and things. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the nose. That is how, and much of a leap that this movie mm-hmm. made with the technology was when you have a Marvel movie. Sure, it wasn't to that standard. But right. Iron Man had come out and had been extremely successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the difference we're looking at here is Marvel couldn't make the Hulk look anything like Edward Norton other than like they gave him like similar eyes or something. Yeah, And James Cameron is able to make these actors look exactly like themselves, yeah. but different. And so that's why that one was so fantastic. But like you said, technology has advanced. We have smart Hulk who looks exactly like Mark Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see Josh Brolin and as Thanos. Um, definitely can. Yeah. Again, it's not, it's not to the same level. Uh, the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, focuses with this movie was, was the face and letting the actors like really show every tiny little expression on their face that they could capture that Mm -hmm. and put it into CG and make that work. Um, So a lot of this was carried on the actors this time. And it was a lot of focus on like their facial expressions, Mm -hmm. which is you need talented actors to do. Yeah. Um, so that's, I don't know. It's not as much of a, a crazy thing. I don't think Mm -hmm. for everyone, especially because you kind of have to see it in 3d on a massive screen to get the full effect. And also it's not as drastic of a difference Mm -hmm. to what we're used to. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you really don't like James Cameron. Um, I'm going to, I give, here's the thing. Listen, listen,
1: listen, listen. Okay, listen, hold on. I am not a way, I'm not a fan of the way James Cameron is like handling like the success with this. It just feels a little extra, feels a little drawn out. Like I, man gets to celebrate. I will give him that. Uh-huh. And like I said, he's made some classics. He's made great movies. These movies are some of like, Avatar is literally the biggest movie ever. Like, mm-hmm it props to him. Like, honestly, nothing against him there. I compare this to like, like we all know Dwayne Johnson's ego. That just grew the massive, just what the hell when he was making black Adam, mm-hmm. just thinking that he himself was like literally God. And he was changing the whole way we watch movies. And that, that movie was literally dog water. That was a horrible movie. Like that's the same feeling I get when James Cameron's like, I'm making uh-huh. number three, I'm making number four. We already got the scripts. We got the green. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Like, but shut up. Let's see if this one does well. Make your money, then make a third one. If people want it, if you want to do it, do it, that's great. It's another movie. But like, I just
0: it's just so much there. I'm going to disagree with you. For both of those guys, like I love the rock, don't get me wrong. they, are, oh, they are, They're fighting losing battles with their movies, and they, and, are, they, have, they are. and they have to get people excited. and that's why they come off the way that they yeah. do. Uh, and I think some people do see it that way, and that is going to be.: well, okay, It does help.
1: It helps them. I get that. But it's just, it's so, like I said, it's just so extra. It's Mm -hmm. like.
0: You you just, you have to stand behind your product with everything that you have. Especially with what they're doing. Like you, these movies are really passionate about. They put a lot of money and Mm -hmm. time into these. So yeah, it does come off. I see like how you're saying it's coming off. But like, honestly, like take Black Adam, for example, if that movie like,
1: like, if say he did not do the extent of marketing and the extent of pushing it and overhyping it as he did, say that movie's still bombed, no one's going to be like, dude, The Rock is a terrible person. He should never mm-hmm. make movies. Because a boy's going to bounce back. He'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. I get they put money to it. I get a lot of people put money into it, several studios, whoever made it, all the jazz. But like it's not the end of the world. And like even with trying as hard as they did, it still didn't do that great. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the point that I was trying to get to earlier, <laughs> um, I want to compare James Cameron to Christopher Nolan, who I do know that you like. Yeah, love that Quite guy. a bit. Absolutely. You love Christopher Nolan. Um, I think James Cameron and Christopher Nolan are going to go down as two of the greatest directors for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons that I have a massive respect for the both of them is that they use their, their name and their ability to basically get any movie greenlit Without even really pitching it, just mm-hmm. saying I need this much money for a movie, and any studio will probably give it to them, mm-hmm. and they use that to take a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. With James Cameron, Avatar, obviously, um, with Nolan, uh, Tenant was a massive risk. Yeah, a lot of people do not like that movie because what he did was he said, "Can I make such a dope movie? Can I can I make a movie and can I tell a quote unquote story?" where i'm only focused on this concept i Mm -hmm. the main character is called protagonist because he's so useless (laughs) and so he has absolutely nothing to do with this concept he is just there so we can follow him as he explores this concept that i have right and that is it did it work not really Those types of movies are not going to get made very often unless they are made by Christopher Nolan's or James Cameron's. But if any up and coming indie director wanted to pitch a similar idea, they would get shut down instantly. Absolutely. And so I really respect and appreciate these two for really pushing the boundaries of what we can do with cinema and what we can do with storytelling in this format and being able to not always be successful. Mm-hmm. So even if Wave of Water does fail, I'm still really excited about the technology that was developed for it. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what could come next. What can what could Marvel do? If we if we if we make 3D mainstream again I and mean, don't make it just, you know, I hope not. If we don't make it cheesy, but imagine seeing a world in three-dimensional space like I don't know, just yeah. I'm, you can create just so many interesting things. Like the technology could be really cool Mm -hmm. and you could really enhance the experience and you can tell stories in an even better way Mm -hmm. with some of the technologies that James Cameron is developing here. um, Just like Christopher Nolan does with really all of his movies. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've got for avatar Graham. Do you have any final thoughts on the way of water?
1: Um, I'm gonna give another shot. I'm gonna try and to see it. I really do. I'm, I actually, I'm gonna watch the first
0: one. It's back. You should, on you should watch Plus. the first one because I haven't seen yeah. this movie in 3D, so I do want to see it mm-hmm. again. So you should watch the first one, and then we'll go watch the second one. And maybe we'll do like a oh sick. Maybe we'll like put something on social media, like yeah.
1: a, a little parking lot talk. Yeah, little well, yeah, <laughs> a parking yeah. lot talk, but reverse reverse. It won't be in the parking <laughs> lot, but it'll be fine. Uh huh. <laughs> but no, overall, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll give another shot and. Mm-hmm. um, for what I did see, like I said, I I can't complain about it. Um, except it was a little, little slow, and I straight started to fall asleep. But for what sure. I did see, it was
0: great. Sure. You know what? That's I guess that's fair. I I set you up for failure. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed. I I I didn't thoroughly. I enjoyed the way of water. Um, I there's a lot of issues with it that we didn't quite get to. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, we were talking about you know technical achievements and things, and that reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of like tom cruise with top gun maverick you know the time it took him to make that and I just gonna something about all these other movies that came out in 2022 mm-hmm. and it's the last week of the year so we're going to talk about uh we're just going to wrap up the year you know talk about some of the best movies some of the worst movies most surprising movies heck yeah look at the look at the box office this year top 10 uh so yeah want to hear more about uh, all of the t- things that happened in 2022 stick around We are back. We're back. That was a great commercial break. Now we're going to talk about 2022 movies and forget about last segment. Absolutely, um, because <laughs> yeah, um, Graham. This has been been one heck of a year, dude. It really had.
1: In to be fair, it started out so strong.
0: It really did. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of really. Yeah, this is a, a very weird year in uh, terms yeah. of like Oscars because uh, typically the last like three months of the year are considered like Oscar season mm-hmm. or award season for movies uh, because a majority of movies that come out um, all come out in the last few months of the year. Uh, I think it would have been the 2020 Oscars. So looking at the movies of 2019, every best picture nominee, with the exception of once upon a time in Hollywood, which was a Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. movie came out in July. Um, every movie came out after the last week of October. So you had the Joker coming out the last Whoa. week of October and then November and December, and those were all of your best picture nominees with the exception of the name of, Qu- of Quentin Tarantino yeah. uh, coming out in July. Uh, so that's... That's crazy. That's how it typically goes. I cannot imagine that that will happen
1: again. No, <laughs> not with what we've had throughout. It's been, yeah. No, the movies that came out were freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, yeah, even starting off at the beginning, because like we had like, even like the majority of like, almost all like my
0: top five movies, I think came out like the first six months of the year. That is a very good point. Yeah. That is a very good point. Mine uh, extends a little more. Uh, but most yeah. of our most of our top five are the same, yeah. and yeah. I don't think it'll be a surprise to mm-hmm. anybody who's listened to any episode of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as we go through uh, most of these movies, we have talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you have any more interest in checking out any of these films, go check out our thoughts on previous episodes of the Absolutely. show. Uh, right, let's just get started. Let's go. Let's just run a quick rundown of the top ten movies of the year by the numbers uh yeah. both domestically and worldwide uh so domestically we have number one or actually let's start at number 10 let, let, let's 10. count up that Absolutely. sounds more exciting Dope. Dope. um so coming at number 10 we have elvis with making 151 million dollars black adam at number nine with 167 million sonic 2 at 190 million yeah boy thor Eleven thunder at 343 million dollars uh what is this? Number five, Batman yep. coming in at, at $369.3 million. Man. Minions just above that at 359 Bro, 5. Minions <laughs> beat the Batman. Jurassic World Dominion had coming in at wow. number four with $376 million. Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness at number three with $411 million. Wakanda Forever at number two with $418 million. And with a small jump, we have Top Gun and number one with $718 million. just a small $300 million <laughs> just, jump. Just, you know, just <laughs> a, a, a shy. That's like twice you know, that movie's budget. Dude, no, I know. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, minions and the Batman seem to surprise you a little bit. I mean, like, here's the thing. I, and we'll go, we'll get
1: into this in a minute, you know, here mm-hmm. in a minute, but I absolutely love the Batman. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. Um, I saw the Minions one that came out. Um, and yeah, it was funny. It was cute. I just, I, bro, I did not think it would have like, that's crazy. But I mean, you do have the whole like children audience
0: with that. And so you get way more out the door, but that's fair. Right. Yeah. You have, yeah. That's the thing that's interesting about, I love looking about these lists Mm -hmm. is that these are not movies that are going to win No, uh, other than top gun. Uh, maybe the Batman, the Batman will take some probably Elvis, I don't think any of these are going to get any awards. I, I will say, uh, Marvel is really pushing a <laughs> campaign for Thor: Love and Thunder uh, to win some VFX awards. VFX um, uh, of what? Uh, um, oh. sure. Uh, no, go for it, Marvel. You, you I want do people. You. I want them to let us vote against that. That should not be an <laughs> option. Yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah, th- those are your domestic numbers. Numbers in top ten for the year looking at the worldwide numbers um already we have avatar coming in at number 10 with 441 wow. million dollars um these next two are chinese films uh so i have not <laughs> seen them and know nothing about them That's we insane. have moon man coming at 460 million dollars and battle of lake shangjin number two uh 626 million dollars cool. uh coming in at number seven we have thor Eleven thunder with 760 million dollars number eight uh, six, The Batman with $770 million. Wakanda Forever at $786 million. Silly. Minions, The Rise of Grew at $939 million. Dark Strange Multiverse and Madness is coming in at number three with $955 million. Just shy of that, wow. one, was that say, one billion point. It's up there, but wow. Yeah. Number two, we have Jurassic World Dominion coming in at $1 billion. And Top Gun, Shoot. Maverick at number one with $1. $1.5 billion. Is Top Gun currently in a sitting spot of like... Highest movie? Um, domestically, I think it's in the top five. Okay, Worldwide. Did you say worldwide? Like number 10? Worldwide, like it, it six, should right? be. In, so it's like just under? I yeah, think, worldwide, yeah. It's, it's like really close to top 10, if not in the top 10. Dang. That's all the thought in my head. I For could Maverick, be very yeah. wrong. Um, hmm. But yeah, the uh, list is very similar. Uh, yeah. There's not a whole lot of difference Mm-mm. uh you know maybe just jumping one or two spots
1: just minions really pulled through i'm just so shocked yeah. even people, worldwide
0: people love their minions yeah and i get it. it's been out like
1: longer than like wakanda forever or like some other ones on here yeah but, like even just that shocks me
0: yeah and, and that that's a really good point and i'm glad you brought up uh you know, seeing films like the batman mm-hmm. um, in the top 10 that came out in february yeah um and it's still going strong as versus avatar uh Obviously, there's a lot of appeal. It's one of the top 10 highest grossing films of the year uh, yeah. in a weekend, really. Right, literally one um, weekend, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Man. yeah, lot lots of money going around. I, I don't know. I know most people don't couldn't care less. I think it's really interesting to look at box office numbers because you can also kind of see mm-hmm. what we're going to get in the future, uh, seeing yeah. lots of very spectacally, uh, let's mm-hmm. have fun films. That's more of what we're going to get. Um, As opposed to, you know, like I said, not many of these are going to be getting awards. Uh, These aren't like the greatest films of all time. But uh, yeah. I remember, I don't know why this this kind of
1: brought up, because like we do look at a lot of numbers. We look at like Mm -hmm. a lot of the behind the scenes things that will give us a little more of an insight on what is coming next, what we're going to get in the future. Mm -hmm. I just remember one time, I, I think it was at like an old job or something. Like this one lady like straight called me out. She was like mad at me because I was saying like how like, I don't know what movie is. There's some movie where someone died and she's like, Oh, I want them to bring him back in the in the next one or whatever they do. And I was like, Well, I mean, he's still got like a contract of like four or five movies, so like most likely, yes, he'll be back in some form, some fashion. And she's like, She was like mad. She's like, You shouldn't know that. I was like, I mean it's like it's like public information, but Uh like, okay. And she's like, No, that's like and like I was like, I we've never I've never really cared about the numbers too much until the podcast, primarily, Mm -hmm. but um but no, I always like to give like yeah, get like little insights on it. You I just, feel like I'm a part of the whole movie. It
0: just sounds so cool if you walk into a room and you're like, "Hey, did you know that Avatar made 441 million dollars this weekend yeah. in the worldwide box office?" And you're like, "Okay." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you go to a trivia night and they're like,
0: "What is the number one movie and how much did it make?" Bro, we're right here, we know. We know that. I remember I I went to I went to like a trivia I was doing like a trivia thing mm-hmm. and uh it was when it was like right when Avatar took back the number 1 spot. And they said, "All right, what's the number one highest gross movie of all time?" And and I, so I said, "Avatar." And they said, "Uh the answer is Avengers Endgame." And I said, "Hold on. Correction. It is not Avengers Endgame anymore. anymore. <laughs> it was It was for, at one point. It was for a brief second. Yeah. But it is no longer Avengers Endgame." And they were like, "Uh which I do okay. think
1: just because again, I'm fat Marvel fan, but I think if Endgame had as many re-releases as FSR has had so far, I think it would make even more money and could
0: potentially pass, surpass P- Avatar. Potentially, I think like, you Marvel have really to realize do re-releases like we never get those. So here, I'm just gonna point out. You know we're talking about numbers. I'm gonna point out just a quick number for you. Domestically, mm-hmm. um, Avatar made 134.1 million dollars. Yeah. Worldwide, Avatar made almost three times that much. No, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. America is the is for now the biggest uh, money maker for film, uh, but yeah. China uh, is very, very close. During COVID, China did overtake America in a few a few yeah. spots. That's why Avatar is really big and uh, across the pond, yeah. whereas Marvel, not so much. A lot of Marvel movies don't even get shown in China I was anymore. Say it's um, yeah. so. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's also an aspect of it too. Is it's number one in the world not yeah. domestically even domestically it's not number one i don't think uh hmm. but yeah those are those are your it numbers is interesting. Yeah. those are your numbers for 2022 yeah uh let's kind of go down to the more exciting part absolutely um our top fives of 2022 yes. uh i feel like we should start with our top three um okay. just because they're the same <laughs> they all include the same movies, maybe not yeah. in the same order. I was going to say yeah. Um I'm kind of interested to
1: see if I had to guess yours I'm I'm guessing it's actually what I'm looking at. It it is okay. what you're looking okay. at.
0: <laughs> okay, I was saying, and that's the same order on oh, my list. I, I was, about to, say, not, I was not, about to say, that's that not is the actual one, two, three order. I was about to say, you, you have the notes. There's not much mm-hmm. of a, There's not much guessing you have to do here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My top. My top three. Uh. Coming at number one, I have RRR. Number two, I have Everything Everywhere All at Once, and at number three, I have Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. So same
1: three movies. Yeah. My number one though, is going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then RRR and then Maverick. So Maverick's still my cool. number three. So just switch the one and two for mm-hmm. us. But yeah, same three movies.
0: And even, even when I, you could ask me tomorrow and mm-hmm. I would probably give you a different order for those three. Cause <laughs> I genuinely love all three of those movies. I was gonna say, it's not so that much. like I
1: literally think one did or is better than another. Uh-huh. It's just they all like those. Cause even, I mean, like honestly, even like the Batman, like that's in my top five, mm-hmm. which we'll continue here in a minute. Spoilers. But like sorry but the there's a, there's a there's a warning at the beginning bro <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> but no the um but like even like the batman like t- for me like that and maverick are like the same in my book like everywhere all mm-hmm. at once if i ever every, everything everywhere all i once, goodness that is like my number one mm-hmm. like i don't think i've seen a movie that i was like oh that's similar if not better in my standings mm-hmm. um but like for a lot of movies yeah there's just i have like a mix of favorites but i've had to give an order i can
0: yeah the this- The three movies they're all basically action films Mm -hmm. but they're also all entirely different which Mm -hmm. just makes it hard to rank like honestly like i would give it like a 99.999 and then 99.99 and then 99.9 like (laughs) that's how close these movies are for me yeah um yeah rrr uh, i could talk about forever Uh, Dude. what what a movie. I love that it movie. It was insane. I think we need to do more Indian movies, uh, Bollywood stuff. Absolutely. Uh, because. We got several recommendations. We, yes. Um, uh, we got to, some help in that field. So to well. our friends over on YouTube, you guys have really. You guys blew that up. You of guys water. Blew, you guys blew that up and gave us tons of recommendations that I'm very, very slowly making my way through. Um, I can't pronounce most of them, so I'm yeah. not going to try and embarrass myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to have to do some more like Bollywood what yeah. in all the different genres that they have. Someone even broke down all of the different types of genres that they have in like yeah. Indian films and what they all are. Uh, so thank you to that guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, People go check out some work. Yeah. Go check out our YouTube. Uh, if you haven't already and make sure you like and subscribe, uh, everything everywhere all at once. That's your number one. That's my number one. Uh, what a whack movie, dude. I,
1: and like, that was a movie. Like I had no, see no promos for her, no posters, no, nothing on twitter instagram Mm -hmm. facebook no social media nothing you literally like you want to go see this movie and i was like that
0: is sure that is one of those movies where i said hey let's let's do this movie this week Mm -hmm. and you were like i do not want to you were uh, so against it that we had to do another movie because you refused to watch it yeah and then i convinced you had
1: to go out of town for it and listen i'm glad you convinced i'm glad (laughs) i I broke down i'm glad you got me there Uh i am
0: uh, Cause yeah It was just Cause you dude. You really fought against it Kind of like Avatar But unlike Avatar yeah. Unlike Avatar you, This one hit hard. Yes This was absolutely great absolutely loved that movie Yeah I also did I thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. It was just It was so refreshing mm-hmm. um, And I think it also helped that It was just we, so wild Like Yeah I think it also helped That when we watched it There wasn't <laughs> as much Buzz around the movie mm-hmm. um, I know my parents Watched it recently And they were both Just like What <laughs> the hell was that <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what do you mean this is the greatest movie you've ever seen? And I was like, what do you yeah. mean it's not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. It's fantastic. Um, And I don't know. I'm really excited for Daniels who directed it. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited for A24 because that was, I mean, A24 has been making really great films for a while. But that's. Recently, their lineup of movies yeah. has been insane. Didn't they? They have The Whale, right? It, yep. It, yeah. The Whale is also one of theirs. Um, yeah. Still haven't had a chance to see it because everyone refuses to show it. Our town, uh, we're we're in a capital city as well, and no one comes to us. Our our state, I, yeah. I've looked at our state. I've looked at bordering states. I'm just gonna. No one showed this movie. I'm not gonna find it online. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I want to see that movie bad. I I do as well. Uh, that would probably be in the top five. But uh, yeah, everyone sucks. Um. <laughs> Any other anything else you have to say about everything everywhere all at once?
1: No, no. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought that the minute it came out digitally, dude. It's, I've seen it a couple times since, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's been great. Fantastic movie number three, Top Gun Maverick. I mm-hmm. feel like that is, I mean, it's number one both worldwide and domestically mm-hmm. uh, by quite a margin. I mean, even yeah. worldwide, it's half a billion dollars more than number yeah. two. No. Uh, right. What are your thoughts on Top Gun Maverick that we haven't already discussed in? That one also, cool I w- that
1: I never seen the Top Gun mm-hmm. all the way through. I've seen parts. I've started of several course. times, of um, course,
0: because it, it's totally different.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, well, no, it's it's not <laughs> too different, but um, dude, honestly, that's a good sequel movie. You could hold that up to that that mm-hmm. that yeah, but um. Yeah, no, dude, yeah, that does just, hold up to James Cameron's standard for yeah, good sequel. Well, that's what you're yeah, saying, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. it all back to exactly. like, Look at you, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> You've made so much progress this yeah, year. Yeah, dude, we're thriving today. <laughs> but uh, no, dude, just so action-packed. And honestly, it was heavy, too. They knew how to hit home. They, they had such a good, I don't know why I'm drawing it like a blank. Like, they still held, like, all the same values and, like, everything from, like, the original. Mm-hmm. I just know, like, anyone that, like, from, like, my parents or, like, family or, like, older folks who like went and saw it originally when it came out and they like loved that movie of the original Top Gun and then they go to see Maverick and it it was the same feeling for them like Mm -hmm. to be able to recreate that and just hold on to that same aspect Mm -hmm. like dude they they killed it like Maverick was amazing yeah
0: I talked about a few weeks ago I talked about a podcast that I listened to with the editor for Cobra Kai and he was talking Mm -hmm. about because Cobra Kai is also a legacy sequel just in a different format and he was asked how do you make a good legacy sequel. And he said, in his opinion, um, the only, you have to do two things. Number one, you have to truly love and respect the original source mm-hmm. material and you have to honor it. Um, in some regards, but number two, it has to be its own unique new story. Yeah. You can't just copy and paste what mm-hmm. was originally done. Um, and that's exactly what top what top top gun did. It honored everything that the first one yep. did. Um, I think the thing that was most brilliant about it was they made references without making a really big deal mm-hmm. about the references. For example, the flyby. It's a yep. big thing in the first one. Yep. They talk, they talk, like, can I do a flyby? This one, they didn't he didn't ask for a flyby. He just did just it. Ran with and it. if you had never seen the first one, you didn't know that that was mm-hmm. a reference. That would have just been a moment that you yeah. said, oh, that's kind of funny. And you would have moved on. But to the fans of the original, we were able to say, like, oh, oh appreciate it. Like, yeah. I see what you did there. That was neat egg this Top Gun did it perfectly. And I feel like that is going to be the new gold standard for these big legacy sequels. And I going hope, forward. I hope so. I really do. Cause it's, that's the way to do it mm-hmm. before we move on. I do want to just take a second to point out something that we've kind of talked about before um, on a previous episode, uh, but with Maverick and everything everywhere all at once, uh, there was a trend this year of movies just kind of like, the same kind of movie coming out multiple times. Uh, so you have Top Gun Maverick and, uh, the one that's out right now, um, uh, Devotion. Devotion. I almost said Dominion. Yeah. Was that's literally, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick and Devotion, both about naval aviators, two different time periods. Um, both have the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. it very similar movies, everything, everywhere, all at once in multiverse of madness Two multiverse movies that came out within a month of each mm-hmm. other. Um, and when they did, when Multiverse Madness did come out, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was only just starting to boom, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, looking at these numbers, Multiverse and Madness is number three, both domestically and worldwide. Yeah. I'm curious if that could have done better uh, without Everything Everywhere All at Once competing. Uh, maybe maybe the Marvel name is a little, is enough to make saying, it, so it. I don't even, don't even think that's
1: one of those com- like competitions necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. like. Like the hype that was built around Multiverse of Man is like mm-hmm. you were gonna, like everyone's gonna go see it. Regardless. But with
0: that, if you went to the theater and you said, I wanna watch a multiverse movie and your options are Doctor Strange, or everything everywhere all at once. I don't think I've ever gone to the theater <laughs> being like,
1: hmm,
0: what like genre should I pick from? <laughs>
1: should I do, a, let's let's go with multiverse think, this morning. We go to a theater, oh, there's two different to pick from. Fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, people are gonna go with the Marvel name, I feel like. And then they're gonna see a trailer, sure. so like for Everywhere, Everywhere, everything everywhere all at once. And they're gonna be like, ooh, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cuz every same person goes like several days in a week in a row. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Of course, naturally. No, <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> Everyone does that. It's not just me, right guys? <laughs> um a- another one, uh, Wakanda Forever and Avatar, mm-hmm. uh both movies about um not so much about environment, but both movies about family yep. and also has a lot to do with water being an unfamiliar environment to our main characters. Uh maybe that's a bit of a stretch. But I feel like it's close enough yeah. uh, for me. Uh, notice that those are two Marvel movies that copied off of other things, or other things copying off of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a, a point or a statement to make about that. But yeah. that's just a little uh, thing I'll just put out in the world. Let you think about yeah. that. Uh, Which it's definitely been an interesting year. And the, the crazy thing is, is like it's such like it's
1: it's more of a coincidence than like sure. a jab of anything or like sure. anything along those lines. Because like. I mean, yeah, Maverick was supposed to come out I think years ago. And I COVID think it's a and coincidence, and
0: but also I think it kind of shows the... I said I wasn't going to make a, make a point about it, but I think it kind of shows <laughs> uh, how everyone is looking to the MCU uh, for what they're going to do next, looking at all these movies. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these are all big CGI-fest spectacle films mm-hmm. for the most part, um, and that is exactly what Marvel is. And I also, I don't know, you need more movies like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once to challenge Marvel right. and to say, hey, you did a multiverse movie. If that was all that came out this year, it would have been fine. It mm-hmm. would have been the best multiverse movie that came out in 2022. Um, but I, we need more indie films to challenge what Marvel's doing, yeah. even if it is a direct kind of copy of the, not a direct copy, but they're stealing uh, the ideas maybe mm-hmm. or the general concepts and doing it better. Uh, one of my favorite because people always say still like an artist and one of my favorite uh, quotes from somebody uh, he said, I never feel bad for quote unquote copying off of somebody mm-hmm. else as long as I bring something new to the table. So I can make a video about the same kind of topic that someone else makes a mm-hmm. makes video about. But as long as I bring something new to the table, it's not like that's um, not stealing it. He's mm-hmm. just, you're creating something new out of it. Yeah. And so I hope that in the future we give, these indie creators more opportunities to absolutely take concepts and do them better. Yeah. No, definitely. which then forces Marvel to do their stuff better and to put a little more which effort in the things <laughs> they do, which they did not do this year. No, they said quality
1: or quantity over quality. Yeah. Cause I mean, we have what just three alone in the top domestic. I mean, Marvel had some mm-hmm. movies come out this year.
0: Yeah. We have three Marvel movies that made top 10 uh in the box office this year. Yeah. Uh But one thing I will I will point out as we continue on our top five list is Mm -hmm. we talk about Marvel. And I think basic and basically every single episode of this podcast, uh, 40 something episodes in, um, we've at least mentioned it in some regard uh, because we are super fans. Uh, yet there is not a single Marvel movie on either of our lists. Uh, Graham, what is your number? That is actually crazy. What is your number four movie, uh, of this year? So right after Maverick, I'm gonna have the
1: Batman the Batman the Batman Matt Reeves is the Batman mm-hmm. that is which I kind of get a lot of crap for this, but that is my favorite Batman I've huh. seen on screen his story Robert Pattinson killed it I mean like it's it's also more of just like a like it it gave us like the dark like darker like grittier like Batman that we've like never really seen, especially at like a like real like young adult age where he literally doesn't care about being the Playboy Sal Bruce Wayne, he's just like do whatever you want, and I'm just gonna go beat some people up, mm-hmm. and that was just like okay, yeah, dude, he like literally could risk everything because he doesn't care to lose at all. So mm-hmm. uh, no, it was just just a fun like take on that, but everything to do with that, I wouldn't call it a fun take. I would call it a different take, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not <laughs> it's, it's kind of a depressing take, really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of,
1: yeah, very much so. But no, yeah, so it was. Uh, I don't know. I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I like, I said, it's one of my, it's my favorite. My favorite Batman, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what the you know, second one and I, future brings for it.
0: I think I said in our Batman episode, I said you should go watch our older episodes, you know, to mm-hmm. see what our four thoughts on. I don't know if I'd recommend the Batman, because that was our very first one, and I have not listened to it since we released that it. That was our first podcast? That was our very first podcast. Holy moly. And I, I'm scared to listen to that. Bro, one. that's crazy. Um, when we had no idea what we were doing. All um, I know- l- Look at us. Is if you look at any video-
1: if you go on YouTube and watch the video, it looks rough. We look bad. <laughs>
0: but now we're looking great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that just totally blew my train yeah. of thought. Uh, but yeah, I, I think of that one. I said that the Batman was my favorite Batman movie. And I think I would still stick to that mostly. Uh. There's still a lot of st- stuff that I mm-hmm. think Matt Reeves can do with that character. Oh, In yeah. um, that world. And he can kind of make that the most comic book accurate Batman so far, or at least kind of close. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have the kind of the greatest, you know, the greatest detective in the world, Batman. I would like to see a little, just a little more action in there. Uh, Cause the action that mm-hmm. while it was sparse was but, phenomenal. And like, honestly, and that wasn't the point.
1: No, Don't yeah. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. But. Uh, like that, I think is one of the biggest things I've loved with this movie because like, that's not saying like, it's like super realistic, but that also kind of is. Mm-hmm. Like, Batman, like, it's not like... and Like, if you look at our world, like, you're not going out on the streets and fighting up crime bosses and, like, all this stuff every single night or every single day. So, like, yeah, if there's a more slower pace, like, oh, someone died, let's figure it out. And it just kind of stretches out and draws out. And then there is some action with it. And when they had the action, like I said, it was great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's... It just, yeah.
0: I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, the Batman <laughs> was a fantastic pick. It almost made my top five. I know. It did not.
1: I was going to say... Your top, your number four. My
0: number four is Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Nope. I thought it was, I thought it, it was a very thought-provoking movie. Uh, I've had so many debates with people about the the deeper meanings of the film, and when a movie can do that, when you can leave a theater and you're still thinking about the movie, um, and a week goes by and you're still thinking about it. that's a really good sign for me i know that you did not have the same experience that i did Mm -hmm. uh, in that regard um i thought it was a great movie i thought it was a good movie i enjoyed watching mm it but yeah that was it it kind of
1: stayed in the theater
0: you know yeah it was not that way for me uh (laughs) i'm a big fan of jordan peele uh i love get out that's one of my favorite movies of all time i still haven't seen that i've always wanted to see that uh i see that Nope is another one that he just, he knocked out of the park. I'm excited to see what he does with bigger budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also curious if those bigger budgets are going to limit the things that he's allowed to say. Because if you look at Get Out with a very small, I think it had like a $5 million budget, something very, very small for a big blockbuster mm-hmm. feature film versus this, which I think had like, I don't remember. I'm not going to make up numbers. Um, Had a much, a significantly larger budget get out, had a lot to say about racism and the way that, uh, African-Americans are treated. Whereas Nope was more about spectacle and Mm -hmm. this kind of broader, more abstract idea. Um, so there is kind of the question to be raised of, are these bigger budgets where there is more risk involved? Uh, you need to make that money back. Mm -hmm. Um, is that going to limit what someone like Jordan Peele can say, or was he just wanting to tell a story about spectacle or whatever? Um, in this movie. That's mm-hmm. up to debate. Uh, and that's another thing that, you know, lets you, let you ponder for a little bit. <laughs> but I, I, I really like Nope. Uh, yeah. Acting cross borders. Fantastic. Uh wow. Really great concepts. Uh mm-hmm. Who doesn't love aliens? Yeah. 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 That's my number four pick. It is it is a good pick. Like I
1: said, I, mm-hmm. it's not going to make my top five for the year. Maybe in my top 10. Cause like sure. the, it was a great movie and I did enjoy it when I watched it, but it's just, didn't have anything that just, like, stuck with me mm-hmm. for the long term. But, no, it's still it's still a great pick. Mm-hmm.
0: Graham, what's your number five?
1: My number five was Vengeance.
0: Vengeance was a, fantastic, yeah. it was a fantastic pick.
1: Yeah. I, again, same, very similar. Like, in a lot of these movies, like, RRR, everything, everywhere, all at once, Vengeance. Never saw a trailer for it. Never saw marketing for it. Didn't really have a big hype around it. But I go in, and it was just such a, like, refreshing, like, fun, like, take on some, some movies. And they just hit it out of the park. i mm-hmm. loved vengeance. Everything about it was just, I was like kind of on the edge of my seat for most of it. It was like, it's was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie.
0: I always, I always make jokes to you about how like you'll suggest something or you'll do something. and I'm like, granted, this is an audio podcast. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and the way that vengeance and BJ Novak was able to take this idea of someone making a podcast and turned it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was fascinating to watch. Yeah. Um how do you watch something that is an audio driven format? Um and the way they did that was fantastic. Yeah. Um and also like it it had it wasn't just a movie to where you sat there and you just kind of disappeared for a little bit. Like it was a very thought provoking movie mm-hmm. with a lot to say. Yeah. Um yeah, fantastic yeah. pick. Really great, really great movie.
1: Yeah. Definitely sits yeah, sits in my top 5 and yeah. Can't change those. I mean, sticking with them. I mean, you could change them if you really wanted to. I couldn't. Here's the thing: there are a few <laughs> movies. Like honestly, Wakanda Forever, I still haven't seen. I do need to see that. Um, I don't know what is. I I need to get out there and go see what that. A fake Marvel fan, um, dude. I know, I know. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would like. Te- technically, Babylon drops this year, correct?
0: It does drop this year. Just hasn't dropped yet. There's a chance that could be put up there. I don't know. Here's the thing. I guarantee you Babylon will be my number one pick for the year. Oh, for real? Just going to put, just going to put that out there. Okay. Uh, It's Damien Chazelle. There's no way it's not a, it's not a banger. Um, No, I'm very excited about it. But my number five pick is glass onion. Um, You haven't, this is another one you haven't seen yet. Yeah. I missed Um, out on that time. It releases on, on Netflix last weekend when this uh, episode drops. Uh, so maybe by now you've seen it. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, I recommend it. I saw it in theaters on an early showing. Um, really, really fun film. I was worried about it going into it because I didn't think a Ryan Johnson could do Knives Out again um, because Knives Out was such. I mean, it completely it took the Who Done It and flipped it on its mm-hmm. head, um, and that's part of what made it genius. But also, it was just a really brilliantly written Who Done It. Um, on top of that, and so a lot of credit to Ryan Johnson for being really great at that genre and not so much at other genres or franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, cough, cough, star Wars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think he could do it again. Uh, and also seeing that it was a straight to streaming movie, mm-hmm. uh, was also concerning. Uh, but he did it again. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic film. Uh, it, he took the Who It and he did something a little different. Um, Personally, I would have paced the film a little differently, um, but I understand why he did things the way that he did. Definitely not as good as as Knives Out, uh, but I think that's to be expected from most sequels. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting was uh, Dave Bautista was talking about Daniel Craig, um, who, you know, Dave Dave Bautista worked with Daniel Craig on some of the Bond films, Mm were one of them. Um, And he talked about how Daniel Craig on Bond was like very serious and he, like, he, he was really good at his job. He was really great as mm-hmm. Bond, he did, and you could tell he he loved his job. Yeah. But then seeing him on the set of Glass Onion, um, was a totally different uh, Daniel Craig. He was just super happy and smiling, just had a great time all the time. Man, um, that's so dope. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really it's something that a lot of people think about with actors is you can't. Nobody wants to do the exact same... Most people don't want to do the exact Mm -hmm. same movie all the time. I think that's why Tom Holland is getting burnt out on Spider-Man. Because since then, every serious role he's had um, has been an awful movie. Um, Whereas his other successful movies are things Mm -hmm. like Uncharted, where he basically just plays Spider-Man without spider powers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so, So I... It is something I think that not a lot of people think about is like mm-hmm. actors get typecast a lot, but oh, definitely. Sometimes they just want to have fun and do have an amazing, just something have a fun wild, role. Yeah. And Daniel Craig did such a great job in this yeah. movie. Um, I love his character of LeBlanc. Um, can't wait to see many more of those, and that's my number five pick. That one, that one's is a little fluid to be honest. Yeah, that it could fall off. If it needed. can flaw off. There's, there's some other stuff that could Once go Once you up. see Babylon here this weekend, it's Once be, I see Babylon glass onion is being shattered. Down. Everything's um, just going to come down one spot. Yep. It's, it's, it, it's going to <laughs> be completely destroyed. Uh, now here's the thing. We could have done like our top five worst movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like everyone kind of knows what those already are. And mm-hmm. we've, bashed on them enough um, in our full episodes. Mm -hmm. So I thought we should do our top surprises of the year. So this could be, this is the movie that in general surprised us, whether it be something that we thought was going to be great and ended up being awful or something Mm -hmm. we thought was going to be awful and ended up being fantastic. Um, Which there were a few I was like shocked about Mm -hmm. throughout the year. I don't know. Graham, what are, what what are your top three surprises of the year?
1: I'm going to kind of go with the, the three surprises that i liked that i was most surprised about sure. how well i enjoyed it Not, not doesn't matter how it did um and I, i'm gonna kind of steal from your list on here too because like mm-hmm. chippendale rescue rangers mm-hmm. solid movie such a that should have been
0: an awful children's movie and yes it was just a lot of fun yeah and it was a lot of, it was very different
1: yeah yeah that was great uh don't worry darling i don't know that one i kind of liked i've actually seen okay. it a couple times since i know what my initial thoughts i was like Literally what the F, but uh-huh. now that one, I think coming back around to it, like I'm going to it's
0: still a surprise for me, but it's yeah. a surprise for a totally On opposite. The bad side, shoot. I shoot. thought that movie was completely yeah. garbage.
1: <laughs> so here's, here's another thing. The gray man. Uh huh. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. It was a ton sure. of action. Loved Ryan sure. Gosling, Chris Evans. You got all the guys. It was a banger.
0: If you want to talk about a waste of two hours, go watch the gray man. <laughs> That is also a surprise for me, (laughs) but for a totally different reason. I I guess the action was somewhat interesting at times. It was, he's like, the action was decent.
1: It was the only thing in the movie. The movie was two hours of straight action and then like a little
0: bit of like, what the heck? The only thing I remember from that movie was Ryan Gosling being handcuffed to a bench while being shot at. And thinking that was somewhat interesting. That's the <laughs> only thing I remember from that entire movie. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good list. Yeah, uh, those even are my though f- I just dis- <laughs> I disagree with The recent things I I would put all those are also all surprises for me as well. Yeah. Um, my list. Um, I'm going to throw Black Adam on there. I did not think this movie could be good. Um, was it great? No. But did I enjoy myself? I enjoyed the Justice a whole society. lot more than I enjoyed the Gray Man. That's for sure. Um yeah th- I mean okay. and that was mostly due to the Justice okay. Society. That's an aspect of the film. But the film as a whole is called Black Adam, unfortunately, yeah. And I did I was surprised by Black Adam and I was pleasantly surprised by Black Adam. Okay. Um it wasn't great but you no. know. It it, it, it was <laughs> it, it was not a waste of 2 hours. It, it, was, it was it was a fun watch. Yeah. Um my number two surprise, I'm going to say The Northman. Um okay. This is a movie that I know you haven't seen. No, but um, I want to. I really want to. I've seen the really trailer. It's really great. I know. It's a whack movie. It's one of those where I, I left the theater and my head kind of hurt because I was just <laughs> like, that yeah. was, there's just so much stimulation like visually, but also just the story is just so crazy. It was a really cool deep dive into That kind of culture. It was very different to watch. It was a very Viking film. Mm -hmm. Um, But another reason it surprised me was uh, something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. We'll probably Mm -hmm. do an episode on in the not distant future. Uh, But trailers, uh, particularly this year, have just been all over the place. what the movie is. Um, (laughs) When I went and saw Violent Night for last week's episode, (laughs) there were so many trailers Uh that were ages for really bizarre looking movies mm-hmm. but also I don't think I need to watch the movies because they were all like 3 minute trailers that showed every the entire plot of the movie um on that I'm going to say one thing because mm-hmm. you do believe that you'll see a
1: trailer and you'll be like I don't need to see the movie don't need anything else of the movie bullet train yeah now listen I know I know you're strong in this one like you do you're not going to watch uh-huh. it you don't care to this watch it this should have been one of your surprises of the year no I'm going to put that on there actually yeah <laughs> I'm going to take out don't worry darling okay We'll drop that down. I am going to put bullet train. We just watched it the other night.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That, that movie was on a whole nother level. Uh-huh. It was actually, it was hilarious too. Like a few of the jokes I recalled from the trailer and I was like, ha, huh, like nice, nice. And then there were a thousand more. Mm-hmm. It was so way bloodier, way gorier I would have ever expected. It was honestly so much fun to watch. I mm-hmm. sit there. I wish I went and saw it in the theater. I really do. If I could go back, mm-hmm. I would like it was, no, that was a, that movie was really good.
0: But yeah, like, I don't know. Trailers are showing way too much, which is something that we can both agree mm-hmm. on. Um, but they're also they not do, yeah. really telling me what the movie is about. If you watch the Northman trailer, it seems <laughs> like it's a movie about destiny. Um, it is not a movie about destiny. It is about I'm going to murder everybody until I get what I want. That's what that movie is about. Um, the Fablemans, it seems like it's a movie like honoring cinema and the magic of the movies. It is not about that. It is about a little kid using movies to escape and to kind of realize that his parents also have lives too. It is not about the magic huh. of the movies. It Yes, movies are involved and everything. I don't know. There's just a lot of movies this year in particular where trailers have come out that have been very misleading um, and have been telling it just a little too much. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't need to know. I did not want to see iron heart suit in Wakanda forever. That could have been a really cool moment yeah. in the movie. Uh, but instead they, it's, it's all over everything. Yeah. Um, so I understand it sells, but I would like, I don't know. I would like different methods, better trailers come out, but we'll dive into that a little deeper. Another time. Uh, my last pick is Jurassic world. Both of us were really excited for that movie. Yeah. And that's on the same realm with trailers the as well. The biggest
1: realm with trailers. That's um, probably my biggest complaint because you could watch, I think there were three different trailers that they like, three main ones they put out with a few teasers. And you watch a trailer and you really will go in expecting a completely different movie.
0: This this movie was built around how can we make a cool trailer. Yeah. Um, which is really upsetting. Which trailers but, were dope. Which is really upsetting to fans of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. uh, with everyone coming back, um, mm-hmm. that is a prime example of how not to do a legacy yeah. sequel. Um, but yeah, that is that is my I don't know. We're running on a, on a, on a down note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I yeah. feel like I feel like we've had mostly upticks. Like 2022 has been a really fantastic year for me as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same thing with theaters too. I know the past couple of years have been
1: kind of just rough on theaters overall with COVID and everything, mm-hmm. and now things are kind of winding down and.
0: Absolutely, We're seeing, seeing the up. return of theaters, seeing the return of movie pass. Yeah, is I very, know is potentially exciting. It's looking a little scary. Listen, we'll have to do. We'll get. We'll, we'll, we'll get a movie, pass, movie pass. pass
1: in Jeff City before we ever get half of the movies that we actually want to watch. That,
0: <laughs> that is so true. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I, oh, I I'm excited. That. Graham, do you have any any final thoughts on 2022? I don't. Besides the uh, the
1: upcoming Babylon release, I'm excited for that. But this year has given us a, a list of movies, so mm-hmm. no, I can I no complaints on what I've got so far.
0: Yeah, 2022 was a fantastic year. Uh, one one one, I don't know. Something I think about is like, what's the best year of filmmaking of all time? 2022 is definitely not the best year ever, but, but it's, it's well definitely for the up there. Yeah, it's definitely absolutely. Up there. Uh, really really great year. Uh, yeah. You've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. I'm Alex. That's Graham. We've been discussing uh, Avatar 2 for a little bit and then also uh, wrapping up 2022. What were your thoughts on Avatar and what was your favorite movie of 2022? Let us know on all of the things. Instagram, TikTok, Patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover next week. uh, I'm going to give a really overcomplicated tease. I'm going to say we're going to go back uh, we're gonna go back uh, in time a little bit. Uh, you may think we're gonna go way back to uh, you know ancient Mesopotamia, and you may think we're gonna go like forward into like the British sci-fi. But instead, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna go right in the middle. Um, so yeah, Graham's thoroughly confused. Uh, hopefully, you are too. Uh, that that's all I got for you. Yeah, peace. <laughs> <laughs>